Back in the fast lane, we neglected to talk high school football last week, and you can keep receipts because we make sure we do that for you. And guess what? We keep receipts. We do at Fast Lane Ed Lane, where you listen to podcasts. So we'll talk high school football now with Ben Cates, local sports reporter, newsadvance.com. Ben, we are now into the thick of things, about two-thirds of the way through the high school football season. We're entering the stretch run, starting off in the Seminole District of all districts. Um, We've spent plenty of time about the challenges that Appomattox has faced this year. Are we at a point now, though, where it's Alta Vista or Gretna to win this district? Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Ed. Um, Good question. I've got a column or a story, whatever you want to call it, going in tomorrow's paper that's looking at the last four weeks of the regular season and, and trying to look at the playoffs, too. That's a little promotion, but I do say that it's uh, apropos that you bring up this, this situation now because I was just looking at it. Um, Gretna Alta Vista, you know, facing off in in um, in the last latter half of the season, and, and that will be a heck of a game that could determine, most likely will determine who who wins the Dogwood District, and that is a severe departure from from uh, the last uh, eight years or so, where um, Appomattox has 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 run the district and and really really won by but won it going away while other teams were struggling, such as Gretna and Alta Vista. Those two teams have really been surprising, um, not only in their ability to win. A couple of close games, and in an impressive fashion. But just the fact that they've they've really put together strong teams, good good lines on both sides, and put teams together that are really disciplined. And they kind of they kind of sometimes that kind of comes out of the blue when you're when you're used to a few years of of losing. So um, it's good for fans, I think, to to have new teams in the mix, teams that historically have had some strong years but have been down lately and um and i look forward to the to a couple of games that are being played in the dogwood for the rest of the year you do and we do as well you mentioned that point of just some fresh blood and it's nothing against appomattox uh you won't find very many people if any that have a bad thing to say about the way that program has been run under doug smith and the amount of success that they've had but you reference that the level of you know i know we call it the dirty four-letter word here in the fast lane the H word, hope, but the fact that you know Appomattox has had an off year, it's obvious uh, based on the records, and the fact that you know at points this year it's looked like Chatham or Nelson County have had better than expected seasons, and maybe they both can get to that coveted five to six win mark and have a 500 regular season, or maybe even an above average uh, season when it wraps up. But just the volume of fans, we're now go okay. We've got a chance in this district, and yeah, you know you're staring up at some teams, but now everybody enters it with a much different perspective. Yeah, you got a team, a team like Nelson, especially that, and how they've lost three in a row, but they won their first four. And even though they were against teams that uh, may not be very good this year, those are team, those are games that Nelson may have lost in the last few years. Um, so they were off to their, they won four straight, and that's their their best start since 1988. Um, they're trying to get into the playoffs for the first time since 2002. And that would be that would be remarkable just to see Nelson get into the playoffs and 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 see the name of that school um, uh, in in the brackets. I think would be interesting. But yeah, you know, um, I think a lot of teams have, have taken advantage of the fact that 
Appomattox is not having the year that 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 it wanted. Uh, there is still hope to get into the playoffs for sure for Appomattox. If they were to win out, uh, they would most likely um, get a get a get a decent seed and and be on the road and maybe upset a team uh, in the playoffs. So. So there, there's there's still hope for for it, when when you consider this a, a down year, if you were to consider the fact getting back to to 500 ish, um, being being a terrible year, my goodness, you must have had some some amazing years in the past. Indeed, they have Ben Cates many amazing years as chronicled at NewsAdvance.com and at Ben Cates eight on Twitter as he does that with us now here in the fast lane. Ben pivoting over from the Dogwood District to the Seminole District. Uh, we'll get to the matchup this coming Friday night, which is our Jefferson Forest Cavalier football presented by TrostLaw.com game of the week. Glass hosting Jefferson Forest, but uh, shifting to some other teams in the Seminole District, how big of a win was that for Heritage to finally get back to their winning ways and maybe get some confidence back with that victory against Amherst? Man, yeah, it was. It was a, it was a game that, um, the final score, you know, was 16-6, and it's probably a little bit closer down the stretch than Brad Bradley at Heritage would want. However, it's, it's that score is not really doesn't is not indicative of of the way that Heritage's defense was just really um, shut just really shut Amherst down. I mean, there was nothing really in the run game, only about 150 yards or so of off total offense um and and so it was it was just a a game where heritage was able to assert his dominance defensively and get enough offense to to pull through and now that kind of gives heritage uh, you know a lot of confidence going into a game that it really wants to win against Rustburg this week that's a two two teams that are that are um it would it would be an upset for heritage technically this year but but two teams that are that are very good, um, and and Rustburg is probably a little ahead of Heritage right now at just in its development um, and its talent, uh, whereas Heritage is a little bit younger. Um, however, it's 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 one of the got to be considered probably you know one of the top tier seminal games of the week, um, just because it has severe playoff implications and and um, could affect home field advantage going into the playoffs um, in in November. Ben, you brought up the big angle that that may be the biggest takeaway is whoever wins this Heritage Rustburg game on Friday has a leg up in having a home field game, whereas the loser might well be going on the road in round one. Yeah, you know that's that's always something you have to watch out for here at the end of the year. Is just and it, sometimes those uh, picture the playoff pictures just just kind of don't really come into focus until week eight, week nine. Uh, we're in week eight now, and um, and you're in, in the to the point where you 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 want every point you can get. I mean, you're you're scratching and clawing for whatever you can get out there, and um, it's just a matter of of what's left uh, point wise and whether or not you can continue your winning ways or or get an upset or two or whatever the case may be. Uh, it kind of makes for an interesting uh, few weeks. It does make for plenty of interesting weeks. And speaking of interesting weeks, the big interesting game this coming week is Jefferson Forest at EC Glass, presented by TrostLaw.com on 100.9 FM, the Virginia's talk station app. Ask your smart speaker, stream WIQO, and of course, VirginiaTalkRadioNetwork.com. Ben, as that game gets ready to unfold, slight edge to EC Glass because they have history on their side in the rivalry and 
proven experience and only slide at that or big edge to glass? Mm. I, you know, I, if we were saying if it's between a slight edge to glass and a big edge to glass, I'm going to have to go with a slight edge to glass. I think actually uh, there's more pressure on on glass in this game than there is Jefferson Forest. Um, I, and I say that simply because I really like the way these Jefferson Forest kids are playing the game right now. They seem really loose, and uh, they're playing with, with a great deal of freedom and not making many mistakes at the same time, whereas uh, EC Glass you know, is, is, can, can, can play with freedom, but it's also prone to, to, uh, to, to mistakes as well when it does that and, and when it plays too loose. Um, I, I really like what Jefferson Forest has going on on, on the offensive line, especially defensive line is, is pretty good too. And, um, and just, just have a, they have a lot of good things going for them. Not, probably not as many weapons uh, as far as playmakers that EC Glass has, but what they do have as far as playmakers come at you really hard. And um, they, just, they just bruise you up and down until they break through. And so, um, you know, EC Glass, it, it's going to be a challenge for both teams, I think. I think it's going to be a really good game. But EC Glass will have a hands full. They will. Ben Cates. Keeps our hands full of knowledge, of course, when we follow his work at newsadvance.com and Ben Cates 8 on Twitter. Last one for you, Ben. You referenced how you believe uh, you know the pressure is a little bit more on EC Glass. Flow of the game. Is it more defensive-oriented? Is it more offensive-oriented? Or somewhere in the middle? I think it's probably somewhere in the middle because both of these offenses are really are, are, are pretty strong. Um, and... But they both, you know, especially Jefferson Forest has been really good at getting at, at getting defensive stops. Glass at times has gotten what it needs defensively for those stops. Um, whereas I don't know exactly how things have <laughs> have really come about. I know the story of how it's come about in Jefferson Forest, but when you look at it, it's just like how in the world has it gotten to this point where this team is that good? Um, and it's it's just because a bunch of kids who don't know about the experience of Jefferson Forest being really good, they don't really know about that. I don't know that they even care about that. They're just out there playing and proving to themselves that, you know, the one and nine year they had a couple years ago is not who they are. And so that's a powerful motivator, especially when it comes down to the end of the regular season and going into the playoffs. No doubt it is. Ben Cates, glad to share some insight from him with you today in the fast lane. Ben, thank you for sharing that insight with us and our listeners. We always enjoy keeping up with your work at newsadvance.com and Ben Cates 8 on Twitter. Thank you, Ed. I appreciate you guys. Indeed. Ben Cates with us here in the fast lane. And, of course, a reminder, Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football presented by TrostLaw.com features EC Glass welcoming in JF, a 6.30 p.m. East Coast Wings and Grill tailgate show on the Virginia's Talk Station app, 100.9 FM, and ask your smart speaker, stream WIQO Radio uh, or at virginiatalkradionetwork.com. When we return, we'll go to college football with Oliver Hodgkinson. Game of the night. Is it Liberty at Jacksonville State? Is it Coastal against App State? That debate when we return here in the Fast Lane. 